Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Hey, oh, there it is. Hey, oh, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Joel with his mouth full of whatever. Last week it was yogurt. Uh, this week. It's a Nature Valley almond butter biscuit. Biscuit? I didn't know Nature Valley did biscuits. They're really good. They're little, little cookies. We here at the Trying to Be Better podcast love Nature Valley products, including their new biscuit product. Biscuit product? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's just, it's not food. It's biscuit product. That's Nature fine. Valley. Nature Valley. Food, food, food products on the go. That's right. Nature Valley. Sit well to meet the, the modern lifestyle. You have to have on the go things. It's very important. Nature Valley, a sustenance <laughs> biscuit for your space travel needs. Hey, everybody. Good Welcome morning. to the Trying to, Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. My name is Joel. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast. <laughs> we, we certainly hope so. We're trying. I am, yeah, I'm a little. We're trying. I'm, we're I'm a little. Not, I'm crit- not too hard, but you not know. too hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> <clears throat> we certainly aren't trying too hard. Eh. We are trying, but we're not trying too hard. Not too hard. Although I did notice that our numbers were up a little bit this week. Good. I but think people, we. Um, I think people were receiving the message, except for Jack, who was overwhelmed by it all. Things were changing. West. He didn't like it. If if any of our friends are gonna, you know, miss the train to Zorgon, it's Jack. It would be a shame too, because frankly, Zorgon could be a little bit more punny. You know what? <laughs> He could have a really great stand-up career in another dimension. That's true. So we, yeah, I mean, which is readily available to him. <laughs> oh man, I uh, yeah. Well, um, we have an Instagram account. It's called Trying to Be Better Podcast. Yeah, we also have the emails for those of you that still do that. It's uh, try, uh, ttbbpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, uh, you said you had some couple things you want to talk about. I have a thing. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So, well, I just wanted to, I think w- that we should acknowledge the fact that, um, the world lost a great spiritual uh, leader this week. Somebody that's influenced millions of lives and sold, um, hundreds of millions of records. And of course, by that person, I mean, meatloaf. Oh God. Um, I remember I was in, I think, first or second grade when I first saw the album cover from Bat Out of Hell on my seat. The girl that sat next to me, um, her name was Angie, Angela, Angie, whatever, Angie, hi. Um, and uh, and I remember being terrified by it mm-hmm. and her saying, oh, no, it's great. And I'm like, okay. And then I didn't hear or see of Meatloaf again until uh, we got MTV in like 82, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah. when the... Uh, paradise by the dashboard light video was playing yeah and i remember thinking my god there's a lot happening there um and then as i you know got older i I came to appreciate that song on an entirely more you know mature level like well i don't know if it's mature but like i got what they were talking about you (laughs) know you understood it yes and I, i had to admit this morning i was thinking about that and I, I had the, I was, I was a little bit judgy of uh, Angie's parents. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? We're in first grade. <laughs> I can recall having, I can recall uh, very vividly listening to the bat out of hell because I remember it being very, um, and I honestly thought you were going to talk about Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah, so I know. I, you totally, I was not, I'm sorry. My reaction was poor, but I was like, oh my God, he's, oh, is he serious? We should talk about TikTok. That, 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 that was a setup. That was, so, uh, yeah. That was well, I haven't had enough coffee to really be ready for that. But I do recall. I should have bat, given you some forewarning. The Bat oh. Out of Hell tape. I remember that significant listening to that in like my childhood kitchen in Columbus. Oh. My, my, you know, my mom put it on and, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, there was some pop artists my mom got into like Meatloaf and prince i remember listening to a lot of oh. prince with her but um uh <clears throat> darling nikki yeah dude little red corvette oh well little red corvette's pretty you can read between the lines but on the surface it's pretty benign right but yeah the the, the i just remember bad out of hell because i could 
because when I, you know, when I looked at the tape, it said bad out of hell. And I was right. like, Ooh, hell. Right. <laughs> well, that, that, that cover is, yeah, you know, eye catching. It is. And it's not really representative. I mean, you look at that and it looks like it's going to be like Dio or something. Yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not, yeah, at it's, all. it's this. Yeah. I mean, the music is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think paradise by the, I don't think there's a better song describing you know, teenage Saturday night lost and all of the ramifications that can go with it uh, than that one. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect, yeah. it's a perfect song about that. And it's just a <laughs> shit ton of fun. Yeah. And of course that, that until about an hour ago represents the end of my meatloaf knowledge. Oh, and that one song in the nineties, I do anything but love, but I, you know, I was not, Yeah, I it was very disengaged from all things uh, pop music at that time whatever i didn't care yeah it seemed very um it was a little contrived it was it was too earnest for me yeah sure not uh, which yeah, is fun that's be funny because i was listening to very emotional music but it just seemed different very different yeah. so i you know i got on and i had to, like, i'll read about me a little bit and i watched the video for paradise from death sport light last night and it was mm-hmm. you know fun but i like uh going through his uh whatever like he uh climate change denier gave money to rick santorum Ooh, uh, yeah yeah you know, he did he performed at the pre-inaugurational ball for bill clinton but i mean whatever i guess it's a paycheck um yeah i don't know whatever oh he did enjoy he endorsed Mitt romney for president Aww. whatever i don't know Oh, he like he's you know he made positive remarks about our former president. Whatever. Yeah, I don't you know I'm like well okay he had a good run. Next, <laughs> then the other guy you know who, I mean obviously didn't sell as many records I don't think would be Thich Nhat Han. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Thich Nhat Han. Uh, he won no Grammys. He was you know, Thich Nhat Han passed away yesterday. Yesterday yeah, morning. It was either Friday or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been, he, there was a, he had kind of a death scare a couple of years ago. He was sick. You know, that, that was not, he was, he had kind of stopped really publicly teaching the last few years. And, but he's like one of the very first, like actual Buddhist monks that I really had any real, like, <clears throat> I guess, spiritual connection to, or like really took in. And I didn't really even know. I didn't really understand the difference in like <clears throat> flavors of Buddhism. I just oh. kind of, he just had a weird name and he had a couple of interesting books. And I was like, who is this guy? I thought he was like another just random spiritual leader. I didn't know he had any real, I didn't know he was a Zen practitioner or Buddhist monk. I didn't know he was, you know, uh, really uh, uh, sort of, uh, connected to um, the Vietnam War and its protests mm-hmm. and all of—I mean, just I had no idea. I just I mean, know that he, was, he. I think it was his book, "No Mud, No Lotus," that sort of I kind of heard quips from and all that. But you know, um, yeah, what a powerful, powerful life and teacher. You know, I, I, um, you know, because we live in the world of of quotes. Um, Oh, where'd it go? And memes. And memes, quotes and memes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to find it. I don't know where it went. The one about water and waves? Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. The one about, you know, essentially we're not, you know, uh, we all, we all want to stand. Basically his, 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 his discussion about no self and not self being compared to being a wave we we really want to hold on to the fact that we're a wave and we're separate from the ocean but really we're just a wave amongst other waves and we're 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 water yeah we're water we're Mm -hmm. we're different we're different manifestations of the same thing and that's sort of this idea that the more i cling to my identity the more suffering i bring on myself and the less i see myself as connected to anybody else and that's that's all that's bullshit that's all that's really always stuck with me. And, you know, I, I, one of his, one of his quotes that I, that I like hold on to every day is from his, you know, from his meditate, his guided meditation on peace and ease. And he says, 
Nothing is as important as my peace, my joy. I smile to everything, even to my suffering, to my difficulties. Yeah, I can get that behind that on an intellectual level. It's it's harder to do. In, uh, I mean, that's, I guess, why they call it the, a practice. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Sure. <laughs> Meatloaf was no Elton John. But here's the deal. <laughs> like, I was telling somebody who was kind of going, a friend of ours who was, who was hanging out with us recently, was going through some real dark shit. And I kind of mentioned that smile to it. And it was like, that is, yeah, that's an intellectual concept. But when you actually sit in meditation and think of the things you're struggling with and physically force yourself to smile to them, there is a reaction to that that is mm. visceral, somatic, and is undeniable. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I will, that, that shift in perspective for me, that physical action of sitting there thinking of the things that I'm scared of or worried about or struggling with and smiling to it. Wow. Like physically, not just like, no, I get welcome. It. I love the pain. It's like, no, I'm actually going to force myself to raise the corners of my mouth and physically smile while I'm thinking of this thing that I consider <sighs> to be a burden. That's intense. That's what Thich Nhat Hanh has taught, taught me. Mm. Here, I found that quote. Yeah, give it's it actually uh, Mary Stankavage posted it. Um, mm. It is, <clears throat> our lives are like waves in the ocean. The wave might be scared if she conceives of herself as having a beginning and an end of going up and then going down. But if the wave recognizes that she is water, not only is she a wave, but she is also water. In that moment, when she recognizes herself as water, there is no fear left. Being water, you are no longer afraid of going back, going down, into the all. There is no beginning, no end. There is no up and no down for the water. Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's been good. Nice to see you. Um. <laughs> yeah. There is no up, no down. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. I mean, I, <clears throat> and yeah, yeah. And water, all, I've, I've kind of always, I've always had an image of water in my mind as far as, you know, the innate desire to be calm and at ease. That's all water is trying to do is get to the, get, is it, it, it all it's everything around it forces it to be waves or rapids or waterfalls or evaporate or freeze it all it wants to do it its innate desire is to be completely calm and at ease it doesn't do anything but that and that that remind i don't know that quote reminded me the other day too that 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 reminds me of my innate dare i say buddha nature and all of us that really <laughs> that's really what we want yeah. Well, to be safe, be happy, live yeah. with ease. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's been, to- that's been, I think, one of the first things that got my attention about this meditation business is that idea of safety. Mm. Like, that's never really something that I thought about in a mm. practical, practice kind of way like to have that intention or to just Mm. that desire Mm -hmm. that was never really like i never thought boy you know may i be safe yeah i think it was sharon salzberg that i first heard that in one of her meditations i'm like oh a little uh, loving kindness meditation yeah that you wish you know think about myself being safe and then think about everybody else being safe yeah yeah and that, you know, I like, well, may they be, you know, happy, may they be blessed, whatever, mm-hmm. but just that, 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 that concrete concept of safety, mm-hmm. that's been big for me lately. Mm-hmm. Um, just in, in my lately, I mean, the last couple of years, yeah. um, just in the sense that like, I don't think, I think for a long time I felt unsafe, mm. you know, on a fundamental core level you know and that that feeling has really turns out negative effects on the way i respond to life and the world around me yeah yeah (laughs) because i mean there's a lot in that Uh, feeling of not that 
perceived or actual feeling of not being safe. I mean, that's as I've, <clears throat> as I've learned and accepted and embraced and gotten to know my anxiety that's at the core evolutionarily speaking of you know this idea that i'm not okay and and having to cultivate uh my own safety you know and and mm -hmm. actually you know like i was just reading a part of kirsten and i picked up no mud no lotus yesterday just to kind of read and honor the venerable Thich han and there's the, this section that we opened up to was about um taking refuge in oneself you know, and, and it, it, there was a lot of time where my, you know, <laughs> the space that I had, uh, I had been carrying around with me was chaotic. <laughs> you yeah, know, it was, I, get, I get that. It was like, it was like 3.30 a.m. at a rave and some out on outskirts of town. It just was not safe, you know, and right. it was crazy. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the idea of, of, of allowing or cult or making that space safe within it allows you to be that for other people and that that's where it begins mm -hmm. i mean that's in order to you can't give away something you don't have yeah right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can inflict my own brand of crazy on others sure mm -hmm. sure yeah i think we're we were talking about that i don't know maybe we weren't i was talking about it elsewhere I don't remember, but it's like people I mean, don't remember. You, you talk to other people about this. I I'm <laughs> feeling really insecure right now. <laughs> well, come back to your safe space, man. Like you're okay. Everybody. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm well, fine. Uh, just the idea of like, <clears throat> people don't, I think we, we were talking about it. We, that people don't always remember what you say oh yeah people remember how you make them feel uh -huh. and if you are and if i am a bundle of nerves and resentment and insecurity all the time guess what that's what the people around me are going to feel oh yeah that's that's not great energy it's not nope i mean i've certainly experienced that sure I and that's where i that's where, and that's where i see the like the real ramifications of karma rather than just like it's good luck bad luck it's like what no, i not luck. What, right but that's what that's like sort of the the common bullshit understanding of what karma is like well what goes around comes around you're gonna get yours that's not it it's like cause and effect if i'm if my if my inner experience is chaotic i can i can kind of guarantee chaos my inner experience the work that i do inwardly is peaceful, loving, safe, then I can, I can count on that. That's going to ripple out. Sure. Both ways, both ways. Yeah. I had this last week at work was in a word difficult mm -hmm. and to, and I'll add another word frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, I may possibly have uttered the words they can go to hell on Thursday. Nice. Um, I was so mad. Oh my God. I just, mm. um, and like, it was very, like at the end of the day, the week I had nothing when I got home, nothing. Mm -hmm. I had nothing, uh, but like exhaustion, fury, you know, and it's difficult to be, a source of positive energy in the house when I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, yeah. and there's nothing to do, but walk through it. Yeah. I, that's well, that's, and I mean, you that's, know, I, and have some gratitude for the fact that my solution to that was not in a bottle. Yeah. Right. Because that's, or, or in anything else, sort of numbing and destructive right the, the, you, you well, know, the, the key word that you said was through yeah, yeah. I and mean, that that's the thing that i think um we are a keen we are keenly aware of and attuned to is to avoid rather than go through True. you know well that's what, what i what helps me the most is playing the guitar actually there you go i mean that's i don't think that's numbing and escaping that's distracting. No, sure yeah. well it's you know putting what music into the world there even if it's only for myself you know but exactly. a little practicing a little there's something meditative about it you know 
I, uh, well, that's kind of a segue into what I was going to bring up. Oh yeah. That oh, that's right. You wanted to talk about something. Well, no, no, this it's perfect. It worked out because okay. you were talking about work and challenge like this last week. I mentioned this the other day at a, at a, yeah. one of those secret meetings we go to that, um, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had, well, first off, I had to kind of this last week, we, we started a project, but um, we, uh, as a, as a cast started kind of getting together on zoom every night rather than in person because of the COVID. Right. And that was scary because I'm like, well, this is a whole week where I don't know what we can get done. And then I'm also like telling them my students, people, whatever that like, well, we're going to take it this week and then see what happens. We're going to do it one day at a time. I had to go back to like one day at a time today. I have these things to do, and then I'm going to do this thing. And then when I'm done with that thing and done with that day, I'm going to stop and I'm going to, you know, watch a British baking show, chill out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Really, because I, I, I have, I caught myself getting really spun out about a few projects coming up and being like, how is this all going to go? Especially if I'm changing gears mm-hmm. and then on, and then on Thursday night and, you know, into Friday, I, it, with some really great guidance from people I work with, we kind of decided to postpone the project and I thought I would be relieved and I was really fucking bummed. Mm. You know what I mean? I was just like, Why this- I bummed. Well, that's, I, I'm glad you asked because I'm, 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 I'm starting to see that it was like, it was uh still residual collective grief oh. for the way, for the way things are. That's real. That's, yeah. and I, I honor that that's legitimate because we're in the middle of a global fucking pandemic still, still. And the response from all of the people in charge or whatever seems to be a collective. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We essentially got, you remember when Trump, like, just like, uh, tried to free throw, um, paper towels, uh, paper towels to people in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like that with the Biden administration recently. It was just like, uh, we, uh, here's some, here's some free tests. tests. Yeah. I got, I thought, got, I took one of those tests recently. I took one and, and you know what it said in the little bar mm. with the little results thing, it said, go to work. <laughs> That's what it said. I, and so, you know, it, it, and, and, you know, this is, it's timely because, um, right about the time it was the, like late Thursday night, or maybe it was Friday morning, you know, I was kind of waiting to see what, you know, what my works sort of weekly COVID update was going to be. And it wasn't good. It had doubled mm-hmm. the oh. new cases had doubled. Yeah. yeah. Week. Oh yeah. Well, that's, there's a reason for that. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I saw of all things, I saw Adele on Instagram. Did you hear about this at all? I saw a thing, but I don't usually pay attention to Adele. So enlighten me. I love Adele, but she got on um, her Instagram and sort of a, just a video. She just made a video as a post and she was basically bawling saying she was supposed to start a huge tour residency in Vegas, a bunch of shows, you know, and she's like, you know, half my crew is sick. Um, supply chain lines are screwed up. Yep. This sucks. I have to can't. I have to postpone. I have to cancel. She was bawling. She's like, I. And she's just like, I, we've been up for twenty hours trying to figure this out. We can't do it. Right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um, and I, I thought, well, if if Adele can't figure this out, and all of the money and resources to do that, I I can let go of this guilt and shame I feel about having to postpone something at you know where I work. Hundred percent. And then it was Glennon. Do you, do you pay any attention to Glennon Doyle? I know who. Uh, no, uh, she is amazing. I love her. Um, she wrote this, and I think it's timely. Um, she wrote this in response to Adele. Oh, uh-huh. and she said, and it brought me a lot of peace. She said, "COVID is killing us mentally because no one is showing us how to adjust our expectations of ourselves and others. We are killing ourselves." trying to make things work like they worked in the old world mm-hmm. and we can't do it. We cannot right. make things work, but it feels like we aren't allowed to say that because no oh. one is brave enough to say, no, this cannot be done right now enough. And she's yep. talking to Adele. She said, but you did. And it's going to free people. I swear to God. And, and it's like, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, and it's true. It's like, keep, keep, keep going to work. Like, like, like your, like your joke about the test results. 
I mean, things need to move forward, but at the same time, you know, I, I just felt it in, in a, in an environment where I work, where there is a toxic adage. There's a toxic saying in the entertainment world and theater, the show must go on, you know, but it's like, we have found moments. And I think across the, especially in like, I don't know, I guess in my world, it's like, no, the show can't go on right now. You know? Yeah. And that sort of like, I don't know. I just really appreciated that those two women sort of expressing that because it was really helpful. It's like, I feel like, we feel like we're not allowed to say, no, this can't be right now, you know? And we have, we kick ourselves for saying that. I don't know. I'm kind of back to, I mean, I got these exile gigs coming up next two Saturdays. And like, I don't want to play those fucking shows. Yeah. Right. I mean, I want to play and it'll be great, but like, I'm going to mask. I actually yeah. talked to Darren Keene, who we should get on here. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to reach out to him. Um, last, I want to hear about the show is the rainbow and what he's doing now and all that. But anyway, yeah. um, cause he just mentioned, we were talking about, um, something else. And he just mentioned, I was at a gig, I was played a gig last Friday. I'm like, Oh, how did you do that? Did you mask? He's like, yeah. Like I was the only person in the room, not wearing a mask or wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, to, to all of you people, well, you're just living in fear. My response is go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. I heard I uh, recently had some going to be vague here, but somebody, you know, I've known for a long time um, who was a physician make this comment like, well, it's a pretty benign virus. Mm. And I was like, 850,000 dead Americans is benign to you. Mm-hmm. And he kind of yeah. poo-pooed me. And because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm like, oh yeah, well you're watch. You should probably stop watching Newsmax. Yeah. Like uh, that's, I, that, that idea of like, well, this is, it's not that big of a deal. Like I could see how maybe you would have thought that in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're still saying that today, woefully ignorant, willfully ignorant, willfully ignorant and, yeah. and, and, and un, unknowingly privileged to say, because that I got a, I got from a, from a family member, got a random video from, you know, it's a, a, a spiritual personality that I have, I have in, enjoyed talks from and also had to ignore because I think he's a little goofy he's Russell Brand. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. He can be he Same. can just he can just be he can be really wise, but then he can also say a bunch of inflammatory shit he knows nothing about. You yeah. know, it's kind of like kind of like Joe I mean fuck Joe Rogan, but also I've listened fuck to Joe Rogan like in the years years past. Yeah, and it's like I like he, his interview with Maynard James Keenan and other people, but then I'm like, you're a fucking doofus but this family member sent me this thing and it was like basically the privilege and and sort of the the willful ignorance of saying you know that you know our our global response to how we're just disconnected from one another is worse than i'm like worse than millions of people dying right like right what i on what level do you get to spiritually reinterpret this it's like these are the i don't know what to tell you well, it's, it's just denial ain't just a river in Egypt. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, we're, I, I think the defining characteristic of modern American society is denial on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Just keep pushing it down. Mm-hmm. Keep doubling down on the bullshit. Because mm-hmm. that's the only option at this point. You have to keep doubling down. Have to. Yeah. Because to admit that you were wrong about one thing would be like pulling the Jenga thing out of the bottom of the tower. Yeah. The entire construct would just come down and that can't happen. Well, cause I mean, and I uh, trying to be compassionate, they're not, I mean, I can, I can see the evidence of that in our culture and in our, I don't know, our humanity that we aren't really, we aren't really instilled early on to be okay with our own faults and like be okay with that humility, that level of, 
yeah, I made a mistake and I'm going to receive grace if I talk about that mistake and learn from it. It's like punishment. It's just punishment or reward. Yeah, there's something to that for sure. And, you know, for people, to, like you said, you know, be like, yeah, that, that I was wrong. Hmm. I was wrong. I was wrong. And to have that be taught to people that like, and I think that comes later with just maturity because I have yeah. certainly received some grace around that. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on just one second. Can you well, hear, friend, can, can you hear my daughter in the background? No. What is she doing? She's screaming. She's just talking very loudly. No, I can't hear. That's okay. why you got a good mic. It's like, it's like canceling out the. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was kind of half wondering. Yeah. Well, Kirsten's upstairs talking on the phone really loud. Can't hear. So she rolls. No, right. yeah, we're good. Sweet. All right. But that's what you were saying, though, about like grace. So the ability to embrace talking to people around us about when we're wrong or when we've made them or being being able to hear the, the the parent figure, the teacher, the whatever, say, hey, that was that was wrong. That was a wrong action. That was a wrong view. That was a wrong thing to say. But then following it up with grace, like you said, you have received grace when you've admitted wrong. I mean, those two things are kind of go hand in hand. And that is not, I mean, I think we're taught that in spiritual communities maybe, or, or some spiritual communities, but also in recovery rooms, the, the freedom in admitting defeat mm-hmm. and freedom in admitting wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just not part of, I don't know. I think the, the system I was brought up in was you were born wrong. It's always wrong. You're going to be punished. You better, you know what I mean? And there was, it was, I guess, grace. I just didn't hear it beneath all the wrongness and the badness and the original sinness and the, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. you are inherently flawed. Yeah. 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 And so it's just this shame based shit and that's or like avoid embarrassment at all costs. I mean, there's a, uh, there's something to that. I mean, that's like the, you know, I think that, sorry, go ahead. Well, we're we're just group based. We're a group based species that if we're, if we admit or, or are embarrassed, it threatens our ability to stay a part of the group and we won't get fed and get to hang out around the fire. You know, so that's the thing about people in recovery is that we've embarrassed ourselves so much that there's no way around it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there's oh, yeah. literally, there's literally no way around. It's either you drink till you die <laughs> or you say, I I've, I've been wrong. I've been wrong about virtually everything for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. But that's what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes. And, and, and the, like when we live in a world where people can die of COVID believing that they're just being lied to by the doctors and their families will say, you're lying to us. They don't have COVID. Like when the denial is that great and there's enough of us, it's pretty flimsy, but support structure in, you know, mm-hmm. deniers, mm-hmm. Uh, Newsmax, Fox news, that situation. Mm-hmm that enable people to keep believing that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never going to happen. <clears throat> There's is unfortunate. I, it is. I mean, I want to, uh, yeah, which is just I can, insane. I know. I'm just gonna, I was just going to say though, I, I feel, you know, I feel like those people really need to admit that they're wrong. Um, I sure as shit am not that's wrong. So, so I don't need, you're to not admit. wrong, Joel. How could we be wrong? We have dozens of followers. <laughs> I was going to say, you are my echo chamber at this point. And I just appreciate, you know, I'm, you- I'm enabling your insanity. <laughs> what are friends for really? <laughs> but I mean, that's, uh, that's, you know, I, it goes back to Nazi Germany mm. and the final solution. Mm. It, not everybody in Germany was a raving anti-Semite. They were just apathetic. Like right. whatever. So we're putting people in ovens to try and kill all of them. I got to get to work. Uh, and if I, it, it became so uh, scary to um, voice dissension 
mm-hmm. that you how you are forced forced with a choice right a really tough choice yeah well i, I i'm we're, reading we're this get, play we should probably study up on that a little bit because it's coming here I, well i i'm reading this play that i'm hopefully going to get to be in where i it's about dietrich bonhoeffer the the lutheran pastor in germany who was a sort of a pacifist and also like, uh, you know, anti-fascist and, and I play Hans something German <laughs> and his, he, he's Krautmeister. something like that. And I, my character was a Supreme court justice that was actually really a part of the plot to assassinate Hitler. Oh, wow. Um, so light duty stuff like weekend at Bernie's kind of, yeah. Real fun, loving, mm-hmm. real, real, I like um, it hot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So, and I was just reading about this, you know, this, the historical context of that. And, you know, the, and that, yeah, that, that any, anything remotely anti government was um, considered treasonous. Of course. You know, give it five years, man. I know. know. What have I been saying for over a decade? Turnkey totalitarian state. Yeah. All the pieces are in place. Yeah. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. It's coming. I was watching a video last night of protesters in Hong Kong tearing down facial recognition camera towers. Dude. But did you see, and I don't, I guess this is, I don't want to contribute to the bullshit misinformation, but I saw there, there is an effort in the United States to have a, um, some sort of facial recognition software for Mm -hmm. our tax for our taxes Mm -hmm. to identify us to do our taxes that's a thing well to get access to your taxes online yeah facial recognition it's a third party party too so that's cool perfect facial recognition technology is racist period and it is inherently fucking racist and we know that and (laughs) this is america (laughs) man I, well, yeah, that's yeah. And, you know, with Mitch McConnell saying the quiet part out loud the other day, it's like, right. here we go. Oh, the, but this is, this is, this sort of situation didn't just happen overnight. It's been happening for decades now, just the technology and the mind control are fully in place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. And if you, if you say mind control, there's not mind control. Okay. What percentage of the population believes that COVID isn't real? Yeah. What percentage of the population believes that climate change isn't real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What percentage of the population believes that Donald Trump cares about anything other than himself? <laughs> what percentage of the population believes that Native Americans should just shut up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I what know. percentage of the population believes that African Americans should just be grateful for the opportunities they have? Yeah. I mean, if you believe mind control isn't happening in this country, mm-hmm. answer those questions. Mm. I um. And I guess that I'm, you know, thinking about sort of how we got on this topic, like. I really want it like this week really showed me that, that um, there's two things. Like I can be really attached to the way things were and that, and that grief is really present, but it's also really, it's like trying to swim in molasses. I can stay very stuck there. You know, Mm. it's like, what do we, what do we do now? Right. Like, what do we do with this now? It's it part of you, part of me kind of wants to be like, well, I'm just going to have as much fun as I can while I can. And, you know, sure. I, what go am full, I going to go full Jim Morrison? Yeah. Why the fuck? I'm going to what? Who cares? Right. You know? Yeah. I'll stay sober, but I'm really not going to work to change any of this. Cause it's really feels like it's out of my hands. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, like, <clears throat> like when I had to break the news to that group of students, it was, it was like, I can, I can do this one of two ways. I can do this with vulnerability or I can do this with like cold flippantness. Like, Hey, well, we're, we're canceling. Sorry guys. See you. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Right. You know, it's like, how enjoy do you your little break? Yeah. Enjoy your break. We're going to, we're, you know, don't nobody go nowhere. We'll still you know? take your money though. 
exactly yeah. exactly yeah you're still technically students so you can tell your parents you're in college but go yeah. get ripped have a good yeah, time yeah i don't yeah i don't care you know i don't i don't you know i don't care about how you feel about this right. or i could you know embrace the the grief but also this is what we're going to do this is why this might be a benefit this is why i think this sucks this is how i feel about this and we're going to move forward and i think that i i i just i don't know i mean the hope is and i don't even know if i really want to hold on to hope for anything because i don't know that that actually helps like i don't right. i don't know i don't know if hoping helps anything honestly just think positively <laughs> abandon hope abandon hope abandon hope because holding on to this idea that someday this is all going to be better it's all going to be better it's all going to be better it'll all be the way we think it should be right it's all gonna <laughs> everything's gonna work out you're gonna manif- this ain't a disney movie motherfucker you're all it's all gonna manifest towards your greatest desires <laughs> you know it's like no that's not that's actually not true it, 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 you you have the ability to respond and experience f- good fortunate things um sure. but th- but those are happening all around you anyway like you know to not that i'm trying to be tiknot han but i think that his 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 zen practice was very very keenly attuned to the idea that there is there is amazing incredible magical things happening right now in this moment and you should not pine for them to be different but see them the way they are and then you can also enact change i mean that that guy you know was you know in, in a vietnam uh a pacifist in the middle of a fucking war and you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know where i was going with that there's a lot there but yeah <laughs> so meatloaf Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I I am going to be um I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm going to borrow, you know, a little bit from what Glennon Doyle talked about that like it, Who's you know, Glennon Doyle? Dude, okay, so I Glennon Doyle is uh so I was introduced to Glennon Doyle when she was her former name Glennon Doyle Mountain. She was married. She was a writer. I actually showed some of her videos when I was when I worked at the church, and I oh. did that little Wednesday night. Because her know. name rings a bell, but I can't place it. You know, she's written books. She's a she's a a, a you know um, she's a, a she started a blog. Like I think she kind of came she kind of came up in that mommy blog era. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's but why she I know was her she was pretty pretty progressive, but very Christian, and then you know really kind of took off because she was saying sort of, you know, trans transgressive things and progressive things and people loved her and hated her. And then she wrote a few books and then, um, she divorced her husband and, um, did that very publicly and very openly. And then she is now married to Abby Wambach. She came out Mm -hmm. as a lesbian. She's married to Abby Wambach, uh, the famous, uh, women's, uh, soccer team star. Um, and they have a podcast and stuff like that. So she's awesome. She's she's her latest book, Untamed, is you know about all of that about I'll her coming out. out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so anyway, I'm going to borrow some of her bravery there. It's like it's okay to say no. This is not working, and I need to. Um, we need to be okay with uh, the reality of the situation, and I think that's part of moving through. Rather than it's it it. I think in our capitalistic product-driven culture it's uh it's seen as weakness to say this isn't going to work i can't do this right now you know that's there's right. something really brave about that though agree that's what i wanted to bring up that was my enlightening story of the week i'm glad you did <laughs> mm-hmm. well i mean that's something we need to probably continue to discuss as we move mm-hmm. through this whatever the hell this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm whatever the hell this is um it feels just like another day now yeah kind of you know i mean i i continue to thank my lucky stars that my wife and i are both like our living our income whatever our livelihoods aren't threatened by this yet Mm -hmm. um you know um 
we're able to do the things we need to do some mm-hmm. of the things we want to do um i i know mo- i shouldn't say most but a lot of people aren't that fortunate yeah and uh um up to and including losing their own lives or lives of loved ones and that sort mm-hmm. of thing um, so you know i mean it's 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 frankly it's uh, i've i've felt it I think part of the reason why this last week was so hard was just the, that just the ongoing grief and trauma of living through this insane situation, mm-hmm. like a, you know, it's like being in the middle of the ocean in a rowboat and a storm coming, you know, yeah. it's like, what do you, what do you do besides row? <laughs> right. <laughs> or right. you can just lay down in the boat and see where it goes, you know? And, and knowing full well, you're going to die either way, but, what what internally are you going to do about it you know what i mean like yeah row jimmy row you know I mean, pretty well that that song has actually brought me a ton of uh comforts i just listened to one yesterday i was doing some stuff around the house so just a ton of comfort mm. you know seems a common way to go yeah <laughs> like i doubt that this frame was envisioned when that lyric was wrote no. but yeah. but it applies which is totally. the the joy of robert hunter's lyrics totally is that they're totally universal even in the middle any, of, for any at any point anything yeah, yeah yeah but there's something you said earlier just a second ago about yeah the collective trauma i mean that's that's i guess what i was trying to i think you put it it was better like yeah the grief but it's also like the reminder that we're all living through a very i mean same same as it always was same as it ever was right. uh same as it never was <laughs> You know, right, that like right, 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 we're, yeah. we're constantly living through this Trump traumatic thing. And, and there are these moments of reminders, you know, of the grief, you know, like we get these updates on our phone. That was like a year ago, we were all so stoked to get our vac- vaccinations. And now it's like, not Man. that those aren't work, they're working, but yes. it's, it's also like the thing we thought that was going to bring about did not. The virus is a virus and viruses are going to virus. So it's like this, these little, like when I had to cancel, not cancel, postpone this project, it brought about all this grief. Like, fuck. And I was down, dude. I Mm -hmm. was, I was really, we really thought, isn't that, isn't that very human though, to want it to be fixed? Yeah. Cause we waited a year with no vaccine ish. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm got the vaccine thought yay we can start doing things i'm playing gigs concerts are happening you know we're mm-hmm. seems it feels like it almost like it used to be we have to be a little bit more careful but we're gonna turns out back so that's it's not quite that good yeah well fuck yeah. this yeah <laughs> this is bullshit this is such a compassionate view though man because like what you said it's isn't that very human isn't it that, is it's the way it's we very- want you know it's like we want to get back to what we perceived as being normal yeah which is being able to do whatever we want whenever we want to do it yeah that's really what it boils down to and the truth want is to do we, what i want to do whatever i want to do whenever i want to do it and if and the it, tr- and we can ahead. do that sure you can choose that i mean people can be unwise and choose all kinds of dumb I, you know Correct. what i mean but like i don't how have you adapted in the last two years i mean what are the things that you've found to be to be the things that you never thought you'd enjoy as much as you do. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Kirsten I mean, and I went, we, we've talked about it before, just the slowing down during the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really great for my family. Yeah. Like, that was great. We got, became a lot closer, you know, and there are days that I missed that, the not doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just appreciating appreciating the people that are close to me you included you know i mean that's yes. like like those relationships are 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 very important um the things I, you know things that the never-ending busy you know like that's i mean it's kind of nice to be able to do some things but i don't i don't i don't miss that yeah and a lot of that's come back you know yeah only only it's come back in a really unsafe way yes that's it dude that's what i was feeling <laughs> like this wait time. a minute shouldn't because it's way worse now than it was in april of 2020 it's so dude, much worse i said the same shit this last <laughs> week i was like this is worse than it's ever been uh-huh. but, but and but, this is to to glennon's point that like we're not we de- we feel even more so now that we can't speak 
we can't we can't say no like right yeah. now it's like right you, well, we, you know that was that was last go, year's trend that yeah. was a trend that we're not there anymore we're we gotta you know we gotta it, keep moving like, yeah, i know it's sorry we gave it a year didn't yeah. work out so i guess we're yeah. just gonna i just we're just gonna drive the the train into the off the cliff yeah and but i want everybody to be really excited and happy about it and right. yeah you well, know. he really <laughs> yeah. excited. Oh my yeah. God. Everybody put your everybody put your train hats on. We're gonna drive it right woo, off. Chicka 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 chicka. That's so that's what I'm saying. It's like oh I think God. that's what she's saying is that it's worse than it's ever been. Uh-huh. But there's no like I even got that message essentially from my from my place of employment. It's like, yep. Well, you know, we're not going back to. We no, can't go back to that. We can't. We're not going we, to. We can't. It's just too. We can't because like, we'd lose too many students and too much correct. revenue. Yeah, and we can't. We can't really shut down the, the thing because, you know, because we, we, we you got to keep them checks coming in, folks. Yeah, we got to keep that money moving around. There's no possible way we could ever fathom figuring out how to have some subsidy or anything because that would be socialism. We can't do it. Sorry, guys. Keep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just laid bare the 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 violent the violence the inherent the violence inherent heck come see the violence inherent in the system help it's, help it, i'm being repressed yeah 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 <sighs> but we can all feel the grief man there's no fucking way around that that is a human reaction you can yeah. you can you can I think, be a, I think that's good i think i think we, i just feel in the grief i think that's a, that's like, like the best thing you can do right now you can even the people that can really just try to shove as much capitalism up their ass as they can find still right. are feeling the fucking grief. Yeah. They're trying real hard not to though, because they're, they're, you know, their minimum wage employees are not showing up to work. Cause it's just not working. That's it, where the it, grief that's, lies. That's, that's where the grief for them lies. Right. Chef's and, kiss fucking. Right. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that people aren't willing to risk their lives for seven and a quarter an hour. Dude. It's weird. <laughs> or even ten dollars an hour i know yeah or 12 yeah it's weird that people are saying you know what i think my life it's worth more than that yeah yeah fucking hippies. I, I know and we, you know we, I, I my kirsten you your your experience like we are all in positions where we are given a lot of sort of autonomy to be say i can make that choice i don't have right. nobody nobody above me is saying you have to do the show must go on motherfucker like we're making that choice to shift and we can do that and that's a privilege right now right it's like we went out to eat the other night i hadn't been out to eat in a while and and um went to this pretty popular restaurant after the meeting and it was a ghost land in there it was a ghost town mm-hmm. and it was like but these people just have to keep going i'm like I tip the shit out of them because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, there's nobody in here, which kind of made mm-hmm. me feel safe. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, it's, it's not good. This not is not good. good. Yeah. I mean, they have to, they have to keep that's, you know, I'm just very grateful that I don't have that kind of, that kind of work. I don't know, yeah. man. Well, I just need to, I needed to share that experience. Cause it was really, it was like, you know, when and if we get through, when and if this pandemic becomes endemic, which I think it will, um, or it's a global state extinction event, which I used to joke about, but there's some evidence to show that maybe it is. I don't know. The climate change certainly is, but yes, that we are. Um, That's, it's like, never mind the fact that we survive COVID. <laughs> we still have to deal yeah. with the fact that in not very long, the earth isn't going to be able to sustain, sustain student human life. So exactly like whatever. I mean, it's like we keep talking about COVID. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, right. Because even if we survive this, it doesn't matter. Right. I'll Which find is, a way out of it. Man, that is the thing. It's like, that is that is where the idea of letting go of that rose-colored glasses hope is actually very useful. Yeah. And we can get into that in a whole nother podcast. Live. But um, because, you know those things that we've adapted to enjoy like yesterday kirsten and i went on a long walk out at uh pawnee lake it was beautiful out wasn't it it was amazing Mm -hmm. and it's like there is a time where that would have been really boring or kind of novel and it was just like it felt safe and home and i could feel my blood pressure drop and yeah that's nice you know all of those things it's like 
you know, I, I was coming that you went a different direction. I was thinking if this is what the end of the world feels like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no snow. Yeah. There's no right. moisture. No, there's no anything. And it's 50 degrees inside. Right. Right. Cool. I guess. I mean, I guess we'll look for always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> That's two Monty Python references in one podcast. Yeah. We're on fire. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could just annoyingly quote uh, <laughs> Monty Python for another hour. <laughs> The, That's hospital, like the hospital actually did just buy them a machine that goes ping. So I've gotten a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> it's very expensive too for when the administration comes by. Kirsten's always joked too. Cause like there's been times I'm like, let's watch the Holy Grail. She's like, oh my God. the only other time I've really tried to watch the Holy Grail is with people that just want to quote it the whole time. And it's, oh, yeah, the most it's annoying. Annoying. like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be annoying. So I'm like, I, get <laughs> I told why you them don't we've already watch. got one. <laughs> <laughs> she's got huge tracts of land <laughs> my name's dennis <laughs> i got better <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, well, i'm just gonna go out and try and find a shrubbery i'm gonna go watch the last episode of the new season of ozark that's what i'm gonna do oh is that good oh my god is it good it's fucking amazing but i like it it's, it's I, to you, me oh my god you would love this show because okay. it's, you know what it is? And here's, here's what I've always thought since I've watched the first, this is a hard pivot, but thank you Fine. for staying. Thank you for staying to the nuggets at the end of the episode, y'all. Sure. Jason Bateman's in it. It's, it's like, yeah, I know this, that much. It's this family, you know, this family that got mixed up with organized crime. So it's like breaking it's, bad. Yes. Only much darker. It's like Jason Bateman. J- no, no, no. Jason Bateman's character from, um, arrested development. Mm-hmm. If he's trying to keep the family together, right? Yes. If, if it was dramatic versus comedic, you, 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 I know you're digging in your heels. You would love the show. Fine. You've watched, you watched The Wire, you've watched Sopranos. It's not any darker than that. It's not like evil, scary. It's like, getting in you know they get they get sort of under the thumb of a of a drug cartel and they have to yeah. like so like breaking bad yeah yeah it's a lot but of, i already watched breaking bad it's not like breaking it it's i it might be better than breaking bad whoa okay mic drop from joel it might be better than breaking bad fine it's, i think it's better made oh okay all there right okay fine Paul and I are watching Chuck right now, so oh, just, okay. I like I'll Chuck. allow it. It's cute. It's fun. Put the kids to bed and start watching. If you watch the first three episodes of the first season of Ozark and aren't hooked, okay, I, I'll eat. I'll, I'll buy you lunch. I'll eat that lunch. Hell, if I like it, I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> hey, there you go. Maybe that'll be an episode. We, Joel and Steve <laughs> brunch. <laughs> Try number trying of to downloads brunch better. three. <laughs> <laughs> you and jack long enough to say he doesn't like it yeah well he's got to find something to complain about so he's got to listen to it all right speaking of brunch i gotta go do that all right brunch it out man I'm love gonna. you love you too i'll talk to you later bye bye
Don't forget, toot your hooter.